Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Music Journal. Today we're on episode 4, and uh, let's get right into it, shall we? So we got Alvin here, of course, as usual. Hello. And then we got me, you know, your standard two dudes talking about music. So, let's dive right back into their release radar. So for this week, uh, kind of empty. Honestly, uh, there there haven't been that much that many releases, but we still have two releases we'd like to talk about. Um, so we can go ahead and start with Afterglow by Ed Sheeran. So, uh, funnily enough, this is actually his um, first single that he has dropped since 2017, I believe. What? So, oh. yeah. Wow. Oh, uh, that that's it, it's been a long time. It does not feel like a long time, but you know. When the world needed him the most, he comes out with a banger like this. So, Alvin, what do you think about the song? I I really love this song. Uh, I think it's re it's very reminiscent to Ed Sheeran's like uh, you know thinking out loud X days like he like mm -hmm. 2013, 2014 Ed Sheeran before like uh, 2019 was probably one of Ed's worst uh, years when it came to quality music. Because all those uh, pop collabs like I Don't Care with Justin Bieber, Beautiful People, and Southern mm -hmm. Border, I really couldn't mm. get into those. I thought they were way too superficial and too basic. Because I know Ed Ed has uh, the uh, Ed has the capability of making something greater, uh, which I believe mm -hmm. he, I think he manages to accomplish with Afterglow. It's a beautiful kind of ballad esque, very acoustic and. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a really nice, I'm pretty sure this is Ed's Christmas song of the year. And it's, it's really beautiful. It reminds me a lot about, a lot of, of uh, like, uh, thinking out loud and uh, a little bit like photograph. And mm -hmm. I see fire, like his very uh, slow uh, paced songs. And I, I'm here for it because I feel like these are the kind of songs that Ed was born to make great yeah i mean he's he's definitely had some pop hits and everything but i feel like this goes back to his uh, roots kind of you know um he like you said he went and did a couple of collabs with people like justin bieber and that but uh i feel like this song is more like you know the classic ed sheeran that many people uh, are known to are known to love you know the emotional music videos and you know the the, the up close guitar and everything all that uh, i mean in this song too i i find the pre-chorus like oh it gets me bro it's it's so nice um uh i believe this song is also about his uh the relationship that he has with his wife as well so uh, it's like it's like a it's like a you know classic ed sheeran love song kind of yeah i'm glad he's back Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe he confirmed somewhere on social media that this is one of the songs that is on his un on his upcoming albums. Al album, I should say, not albums. So that's very promising because that might mean mm -hmm. that we might get a more old school Ed Sheeran album again with more acoustic uh, love songs and ballads, which is pretty much mm. what, what, what I want from Ed Sheeran. Yeah. All right, so, um, well, oh, if you don't have anything else to add, we can go ahead and move on. Yeah, let's move on. 
yeah, all right then. So the next song we'd like to talk about is Good Days by SZA. So um, she dropped this song uh, on Christmas Day, was it, right? Yeah. So that's yesterday for us. Um, this track was this track was teased by her sometime in like June or July on uh, her Instagram, I believe, and a lot of people have been anticipating it for a long time, since a lot of people uh, that are fans of SZA really enjoyed the snippet that she posted, and well, um, it's finally here. Um, I'd say that uh, from this uh, from after listening to this song that it differs a lot from her previous work. Like if we take uh, her album Control, it, it definitely sounds uh, different, but it still sounds like SZA, you know? It still has her vibe to it. Um, and alongside tracks like Hit Different, that also released uh, not too long ago, that was released this year, I believe, uh, with Ty Dollar Sign as well, that also sounds different. Um, which makes me kind of feel that uh, her her coming album is going to incorporate different sounds. It's not going to be like one of those like one genre type of album songs, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I really feel like Sisa has the potential to become a like a, an R&B pop kind of queen of the upcoming decade. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure I, I, I'm pretty sure she's going to make it big, and I mm-hmm. really enjoyed Good Days. I feel like she's like uh, reminiscing or like wa- waiting for better days, kind of uh, mm-hmm. yeah. re- relevant to today society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And the end part is also really nice. Mm, yeah one thing that i also noticed is that uh, i don't know if you've seen the hit different music video but uh, you know after that vid after that song ends um they kind of interlude together they included good days in the hit different music video which i find kind of interesting which makes me maybe believe that hit different and good days on the album will be right next to each other maybe i don't know it's might be who knows one of those transition songs uh, like uh, it, it perfectly exactly like, goes with the flow and just uh, yeah exactly they, they they're kind of they're kind of coherent to each other yes mm-hmm. all right so uh, that's all we had for release radar this week. Quite, we <laughs> cut it quite short. Not a lot of uh, new releases during the holidays, apparently. But uh, we do have. Uh, I I've uh, uh, chosen a an awesome artist to bring up this week. I want to highlight uh, Kaylee Morg. Uh, I've uh, so Kaylee Morg. Uh, began posting covers on YouTube back in 2017. She's uh, released two EPs, Medusa and Here in Your Bedroom, which the latter came out uh, earlier this year. Some of my favorite tracks of hers is F.U., Medusa, Knew You, Tied Up and Siren. So Kaylee has this really sweet, like almost angelic voice. Like, have you heard her voice, Jones? It's so soft. Mm-hmm. And uh, but she can also be quite the badass, like has the spectrum to be both very soft and sweet and also very badass. And yeah, I think she, she's really good. She's very talented. 
great voice. Mm. Sounds good. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Do you have anything else to add to Kaylee? No, not that much. I, I agree with what you say. She's a really good artist and her voice, her vocals are amazing. I'd really like to see her, you know, get somewhere. Like many of the artists we talk about on our awesome artists. Yeah, uh, because we really believe that they deserve more recognition. Mm. And have probably have the uh, the uh, caliber to make it big, if if mm. they're, they're lucky. And I believe Kaylee might have enough potential to make it big, quite big. Uh, Alright, so moving on to a, a segment which we uh, did last episode with our wonderful guest uh, uh, Robin. Um, it's the playlist creator segment and this week we'll be taking a look at our favorite coll music collaborations of all time. Mm -hmm. And starting with one of my favorites is uh, Scared to be Lonely with Martin Garrix featuring Dua Lipa. So I believe that this song came out roughly 2016-2017 which was around Dua Lipa's breakthrough times when she did like No Lie with, uh, also did No Lie with Sean Paul. And uh, Scared to be Lonely is probably one of my favorite EDM uh, records uh, because uh, uh, Dua Lipa's vocals are amazing and I also really like uh, the whole beat. I think this is a really great EDM track. Probably, probably one of the best of the 2010s, in my opinion. Alright, uh, so Jones, uh, wh which song have you uh, brought up as one of your favorites? Uh, one of the songs that I brought up is Just Dance by Lady Gaga and Colby O'Donis. Now this song... Um, I feel like shouldn't really need any explaining, but of course, I'll have to explain it anyway. So, I mean, personally, this song hits home to me. I've listened to this song ever since I was like a little kid. I think I was like, what can it have been? Like, I must have been like eight or nine when I first heard it. I mean, it's amazing. So it's been in my heart for a very long time. So, of course, it's one of my favorite collaborations of all time. I mean, to me, it's such a musical masterpiece, even though it's about, you know, being basically lost at a party and losing all your crap and everything. Uh, the meaning behind it um, is less relatable at an age like that. But I still feel like uh, that, you know, the the really like 2000s type of sounds where people firstly started uh, experimenting with, you know, electronic sounds and such. Uh, to me, uh, I love it, and the fact that the lyrics were written in about 10 minutes or so, I believe she mentioned it in an interview a long time ago, <sighs> just pure amazing to me, um, and it, it fits so well, and uh, even though Colby O'Donis uh, doesn't appear, he has uh, like one verse on the song, uh, I mean, I feel like he should have got a, uh, had a little more light shed on him. Uh, I mean, sure, it's it's Gaga's song, but uh, you know, I feel like uh, maybe an extended version with a little bit more of him would have been even better. But yeah, 
right. that's what i that's what i like so much about that song yeah that's pretty incredible to write write this, <laughs> yeah this masterpiece uh, this uh, bop in just 10 minutes mm. is uh, i wonder what uh cold is up to nowadays because he's hardly like ever heard about um i believe i mean he i'm guessing he's retired from music or maybe he still does music but uh i mean he's definitely not as known now as he was back then i mean i if you can even say that he was barely known then but uh i mean judging from uh what he's done here um he releases a couple of songs here and there but nothing much more than that. No. All right, so moving on to one, another one of my favorites, which is Sunflower with uh, Post Malone and Sway Lee. I must say, Sway Lee and um, Post Malone's vocals are so amazing in this song. Uh, they have, like, they really uh, hit off very well off of each other. And the movie, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, is amazing. And I feel like this song, just by itself, uh, uh, elevates the quality of the movie and I think this is a very uh, wonderful collab I feel like uh, it's, it's Sway Lee can really hit those high notes and Post mm-hmm. Malone's like a bit more uh, uh, kind of a rough voice Just it just works very well yeah they complement each other very well and it doesn't feel like, you know, a rap track either, which is kind of what Post Malone and Swaley usually do. I mean, it, to me, this sounds more like an R&B track. It's very different from, like, Post's different uh, different works like Beer Bonks and Bentleys and such. Right. Yeah, it's mm. completely different. But it, it still, it really works. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Right, so... You finished? Yeah, go on. All right. So the next song I'd like to talk about is Hipstone Lie with Shakira and Wycliffe Jean. Um, now, this song I really like because it kind of brings out the Latina roots for me. Um, I mean, essentially what the song is about is just uh, someone being attracted to another person because of their dancing. But I still believe that, you know with shakira's vocals and how she really hits those high notes and talks about you know how her hips don't lie and stuff like that uh i i mean to me this song always will hold a special place in my heart because of the super nice instrumentals and uh how wycliffe jean uh you know can like <laughs> his uh, Spanish uh, choruses and such in this song. Uh, I mean, I love them. Yeah, I love this song so much. It's iconic. I believe it's like pretty much mm-hmm. one of Shakira's biggest and most famous songs. And it is amazing. Yeah, and... it's it's like the song you think about when you think of Shakira. Right. I mean, if you describe Shakira, most people just say her hips don't lie. Mm-hmm. And Wycliffe Jean also made a collab with Avicii, I believe. Divine mm-hmm. Sorrow, I think it was called. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's also Probably. he's also a great vocalist. Mm, yeah. All right. So my next track is uh, uh, 
a bit older than the previous ones. It's That's What Friends Are For uh, fe- f- with uh, Dionne Warwick, Elton John, Stevie Wonder and Gladys Knight. Like these are icons on like, like their vocals are so uh, different from one another's but they all make blend so well together you have uh, Elton John's like uh, Elton's like last uh, verse or bridge or whatever you want to call it is so powerful and then you also mix in some of Stevie Wonder's harmonica and Dionne Warwick and Gladys Knight's voices are so amazing I feel like this record is just so wholesome and just so incredible all right so the next song that i'd like to talk about is love the way you lie which is by eminem and it features rihanna so the song is uh this song is a big smash hit um and this is yet another song that uh holds a deep place into my heart um but this is like one of those songs that you just have to like listen through a couple of times before you really like start to dig deeper and understand the meaning of it. And the deeper down that I, you know, the the deeper down I felt uh, about this song is that essentially it's about uh, Eminem's and Rihanna's like their abusive relationships and such um, with like uh, Chris Brown and Kim like you know uh, how Eminem talks about how he's how he's high off her drunk love and such such and such and um, they complement each other very well I feel like the instrumentals on this song is uh, it's really on par with uh, Eminem's usual work but I believe for Rihanna this is this was something different for her but her high notes and Eminem's like fast-paced rapping, it goes together really well. And of course, uh, I mean, you can never forget Rihanna's incredible chorus. It, it's pure. It, it's almost fiction. That's how good it is. Right. And I also love it, that Eminem has some like dad joke puns. Like I believe he sings like mm. a, a pain, like window pain. Like mm. he says. Pay. I mean, he, he uses the word pain as like a pun, and that that's hilarious. yeah, exactly. He it's like he almost confronts himself on this record, which I find. I mean, that's really powerful of him to do. I believe that this song did give a voice to many victims that you know fall into abusive relationships and such. Right, and I also really love that they both came back for another collaboration later on, the monster. Mm, yeah. So I mean, I definitely, I definitely feel like um, after this song, they probably developed, you know, a really strong relationship with uh, each other, you know, because right. they've been through, you know, similar things. Yeah, definitely. Mm. All right. So my next pick is one, uh, another old one. It's Queen and David Bowie's "Under Pressure," and I mean, this is probably one of the, the most powerful songs of all time, pretty much. Like. It has such an amazing bass. The bass line is incredible. Uh, Freddie Mercury's and Bo's vocals also really blend it, mix 
together very mm-hmm. well and like the ending the high when they get really like in the big finale mo- the big like climax of the song is just so po- empowering so powerful and just sends chills down your spine up your down your spine it's so there's such a power duo freddie and, and bowie and i mean uh, under pressure probably is probably one of queen's biggest songs of all time and it's it's just amazing yeah all right so uh next song i'd like to talk about is crazy in love uh with beyonce and jay-z now this song um is uh, it's you know kind of switching from uh, what we talked about previously with love the way you lie instead of you know kind of a a song that's about uh like previous ex relationships this is about jay-z's and beyonce's relationship at the time i believe they were dating but of course as we all know they are now happily married and beyonce had twins right yeah yeah so i mean um this song i almost feels like it was on like i would say announcing future plans for them if that's one way to say that i mean it it's basically describing how almost there is no no one else than Beyonce and Jay Z for each other. They they really have found themselves. They are the ones that you know they're meant for each other. How their love gets you know crazy. How they they go crazy for each other's loves and such. Yeah. Mm. I, I, it's it's so amazing how like collabs can express. Uh like uh, f- the f- uh, feelings or, or like just showcase relationships like there are so mm. many musical couples who've had uh, duets just to showcase and sp- express their love like uh, I know Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani have released a couple of songs and I believe Cher have had a couple of songs with some lover so, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah I mean collabs are such a great way to express one's relationship yeah exactly it played out uh, played out very well this song for them definitely. definitely and you know the this was uh this was a really like big hit single from uh, dangerously in love so i mean i believe that that album did pretty well i believe thanks to this song yeah and mm-hmm. uh so moving on to my last uh, favorite collab and uh, this is probably uh, one of the biggest in uh, uh, personnel uh, collabs of all time. It's We Are The World, which uh, the artist is titled as USA for Africa, but it has featured so, such, such a wide array of artists. You have Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie, Willie Nelson, Cindy Lauper, Paul Simon, uh, Kenny Rogers, and like yeah bruce springsteen ray charles and on and on like this is probably one of the most star-studded collabs of all time and it's such a an incredible collab and Mm. it was also created for a a wonderful cause just like uh, the christmas song do they know it's christmas and the usa for Mm. africa have uh, come back with another a couple of other uh, casts mm. of uh, famous musicians, but they haven't been as good as this original uh, version. 
which is just fantastic and yeah i mean there are so many great vocalists like springsteen and ray charles especially are amazing on this record and it's just so mm. fantastic mm. yeah all right so the last song i'd also like to talk about is umbrella by rihanna featuring jay-z now this is from her good girl gone bad reloaded album uh basically this song is uh, essentially about rihanna telling her lover that you know it's a relationship that they'll be there for each other that she is there for him like she says in the song uh, when the sun shine we shine together told you i'll be here forever I said i'll always be a friend you know yeah so um it features jay-z like i said um even though uh, Jay-Z is, you know, uh, well, married to Beyonce now, um, I, I kind of feel like it was a little ironic because it almost makes it sound like uh, Rihanna is saying it to Jay-Z as, Jay as if Jay-Z was Rihanna's lover, but, you know, That's yeah. Not the case. <laughs> no. But very believable. Yeah. Um, I feel like Rihanna during this recording, I, I mean... She's one of the best artists uh, in the game, and I feel like during this, uh, during the recording of this uh, song, I feel like she wasn't shy at all. She she really like, she goes out and like almost outperform her performs herself. Yeah, definitely. She's a, yeah, she's like very confident in her singing and everything. And this song. Uh accumulated a whole lot of fame pretty much one mm. is it was basically her break from song umbrella maybe either that or like don't stop the music or pond the replay but this this would mm -hmm. this uh, umbrella was one of the early er, earlier songs of rihanna, rihanna. yeah but i mean uh, good girl gone bad had uh, like it, it had lots of traction like even years after it was released so i mean longevity wise she can make a good lasting song definitely mm -hmm. all right so that pretty much wraps wraps it up uh, for all of our favorite collabs the playlist is available to anyone who who, who who's bothered to who, to listen to it it's <laughs> spotify and all right so moving on from playlists to music videos and um, this week we'll be covering uh, the Aces, well, they're back with another music video, mm -hmm. 801, which was also directed by uh, the drummer Elisa Ramirez, I believe. By the way, uh, it was Crystal, the lead singer's birthday yesterday, uh, December 25th. So happy, Ooh, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, but yeah, so the 801, it's like, uh, I believe 801 was the zip code or the postal code for the area they grew up in back in Utah. Yep. So this is... Mm -hmm. uh, like a way to uh, reminisce it's, and remember. It's a, it's kind of an homage. Yeah, to their hometown. Like there was only one bar or club in town, so we partied there all night or mm. something. And they actually shot the video in their hometown, and uh, so that was really nice. Uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a really fun music video. They're all wearing balaclavas, which is I associated <laughs> with a certain YouTuber. <laughs> Uh, anomaly, so that, that, yes. that's, it's really funny it's hard to think of picture of someone else apart from him wearing a balaclava uh, but mm. yeah it's a it's a great uh, music video and 801 was one of the songs on their 
2020 album under my influence uh, mm. yeah i think it's a really f a great music video mm. i mean i also think that you know they ride on you know these bmx's so i think that ties into the meaning behind the song where you know they grow up in uh, this religious setting so i mean you know and how they can find themselves in that space and you know in this video they basically show themselves being a little more a little more rebellious you know yeah i think that definitely ties into the song definitely i i believe so too mm -hmm. all right so moving on to another one and another another artist who's been featured on awesome artists it's avid jasmine back with another music video uh this time for one of her songs uh, called like me on her who mm -hmm. cares album and this uh, music video kind of reminds me a little bit of Tate McRae's Are You Okay? Because uh, they're hanging out yeah. in, in a car. And mm -hmm. uh, I really like the vibe of this music video. And then you have the whole betrayal thing. That's quite interesting when it turns when it's like black and white. So yeah, yeah. it's quite a good music video. But I, I, I still believe that Stuck On You is a, bit, it's a more fun music video. But it's actually, it's quite well made, like me. Mm. It's well made, but yeah, I agree. Definitely brings back, you know, some vibes to uh, how like Tate Mercury's Are You Okay music video is. But I kind of feel like this video, uh, to me, it almost reminds me of Telephone by Beyonce and Lady Gaga. Because you know of how they drive and you know how they're lovers and then eventually they go around killing people and such. Yeah, so it has lots of... Uh, uh like nostalgic vibes mm -hmm. right. all right so um we can go ahead and move segments now to our this just in segments our new segments on everything new that's happening within music so i'm gonna pass it over to alvin and uh well alvin what's new all right so you all know uh, avril levine she has apparently confirmed that she's making new rock and roll music that's uh, set to uh, be released in january so that's that could be quite fun uh, uh, but I, I honestly don't it feels like uh, avril has kind of uh, a bit sidetracked from her rock and roll music uh, in the uh, last few years she released like a song about the pandemic called like warriors which wasn't great <laughs> and she made some yeah she, she hasn't like been under rock and roll game for quite some time so it'll be interesting to see uh, if she'll be able to deliver some good rock and roll music or if this will be a sign that her she might have already peaked in her career. Yeah, I feel like she kind of did peak after the two 2010s. A lot of like new artists swept in after that era, but I feel like Avril Lavigne, she was still, you know, she still is a legend i would say but i mean i feel like it's kind of like with carly carly j ray jepson <laughs> yeah sorry um you know she released a song uh, this year carly ray jepson but it didn't do very well compared to all of her all of her other songs you know like uh, call me maybe and such uh, which is kind of like avril lavigne about you know the song about the skater boy and such Right. I, I feel like, I mean, I hope it's not the case, but I kind of feel like the world has moved on. Yeah, I guess we'll just, time time will tell. 
Exactly. Right, so Jones, you can cover the yeah. next uh, news. Yes. Right, so next up in the news segment is uh, happy news for Ariana Grande, and that is that she has been engaged to her boyfriend, Dalton Gomez. So, woo! I'm, I have to say, I'm very glad for her, uh, especially considering uh, what has happened to her, like, in her personal life and her ex-lovers. So, you know, we all know that Mac Miller died, uh, which was Ariana Grande's um, ex. And she, of course, it was a rough patch in her life. Uh, was, I mean, I definitely would never want to be in her seat, you know, uh, after, you know, hearing from the internet first that her boyfriend had died and such. I mean, it's terrible. And, you know, the Manchester attack and everything. Yeah. So I feel like definitely this is some news that i think i hope it'll work out for her and i'm definitely I, i'm pretty sure that it will and i'm very glad for her yeah i also really hope uh, it'll uh, go carry through because she did get engaged to her previous ex uh, to her ex pete davidson uh, mm -hmm. I she got it they were they got engaged but they called it off so let's mm. hope that they can take it all the way to the top this time and what's yeah. also funny, that happens that happens to a lot of celebrities now yeah. that i think of it which is kind of a shame honestly but like i said i hope i hope it works out for her yeah. but dalton dalton seems like a nice guy awesome. from you know what i've seen and heard from him right and what's also funny is that ariana could adopt the the last name of gomez and be called ariana gomez Yes. So that's really funny. Alright, so switching from a very happy and positive news story to quite a sad and shocking one. And that's that uh, Jessie Nelson from uh, Little Mix is, has announced her departure from the group. Mm-hmm. Now, um, well, what do you think about this, Alvin? I, 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 I honestly thought it was only a matter of time because... Uh, it has mm. shown the the time has shown that Simon Cowell's X Factor uh, groups usually don't have a very long uh, life lifespan, like One Direction mm. and Fifth Harmony. It, it they'll mm -hmm. eventually break up due to creative indifferences or something. Mm -hmm. I believe that Jesse left due to her receiving a quite a tremendous amount of hate and like body shaming and lots of yeah. mean comments and. Uh, what's mm. so interesting was that earlier this year they released a single called uh, Wasabi, which kind of foreshadowed this, uh, because uh, mm. they were like uh, uh, quoting uh, media like when, when, like when she going solo, I bet they're gonna break up, and yeah, mm. I I all I, I honestly felt like it was only a matter of time, but I'm surprised it happened so shortly after yeah. their new album Confetti. Mm. She was missing from uh, the EMAs as well, I believe, and I actually went back and read a couple of comments after I noticed that, and I noticed that a lot of people said that Jesse is basically, you know, the uh, spotlight of uh, Little Mix, but, you know, after she's left, um, like, what's gonna happen, you know? I understand, I mean, like, it's gonna, it's gonna be quite odd not to see where they go, but I think this is, like, just 
like you said, a lot of Simon Cowell groups tend to fall apart over time. So I feel like, you know, now this is just like almost the beginning of the end for Little Mix. Yeah. And so I'm not sure um, Jess is going to make solo music, actually. I think she might just be exhausted of the whole celebrity and tour life. So she might actually mm. take a break and not like uh, live only to uh, pursue a solo career like uh, Camilla Cabello. Yeah. But I feel like we could probably look to Fifth Harmony to see like how this breakup uh, is, uh, is going to play out. I So I'm not sure the other girls will make go their own solo paths now or if they'll mm. try to uh, uh, stick together it's interesting mm. because jesse was definitely quite quite a big a huge part of little mix and since the group was only four members they all had a huge part of uh, keeping the group like uh, together so yeah yeah i, I i'm pretty it, sure it's going to uh, it's it, it, it's yeah, exactly. It's be- it's the beginning of their downfall, which which is a shame. I mean, I believe that Jesse mentioned that uh, the reason she left is because of you know mental health issues and such, and because she received lots of hate that, uh, as well, you know. But yeah, time will tell. You know, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll be interesting to follow. Mm-hmm. All right, so you can. All right, so uh, next piece of news is uh, the reaction, or well, our reaction to the trailer of Billie Eilish's uh, new documentary, "The World's a Little Blurry," that is releasing on Apple Music. No, not Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Apple TV Plus. I'm sorry, on uh, February the 26th of next year. Um, to me, um, I remember they talked about this documentary. Uh, it's been in the talks since uh, the beginning of last year, I believe. Uh, but it didn't become official until December or something. No, not December. I'm sorry. It was October or November, I believe, where they announced they were making a documentary. And then I believe sometime in October or July, I believe Apple acquired the rights for the documentary uh, because it had been up for sale because the previous uh, previous studio that was going to work on it did not want to, did not want to work on it before. I don't know. It's it's been a little bit of a mess, but um, it's official. It's coming to Apple TV Plus now in February. Um, I've seen the trailer. Um, uh, I gotta say, I'm excited, especially after you know, I've been uh, I've been following Billy for a long time since way back since 2017 when she released um, her debut EP, right? Yeah, I believe so. Don't smile at me. Yeah, exactly. So I've I've been with her with uh, within her ups and downs and such, but um, yeah, I'm excited to see where this goes, honestly. Um, from judging from the trailer, it's uh, it's a documentary that goes back two years, and it's easy to it, it's easy to make note of that because if you know the the different hair colors that she adapts mm. from the different eras she has and such. I can't help but feel like I'm getting kind of like keeping up with the Kardashians vibe from the trailer. Like... Yeah, but it. It is like that with many trailers, you know. Um, for example, with uh, Gaga Five Foot Two, that was—I uh, mean—that also kind of gave me um, like keeping up with the Kardashians' view. 
Yes, but it'll be an interesting documentary and see what Billy thinks of her, like, um, er, of her big uh, rise to the top. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. It'll probably, f- the documentary will probably follow her f- on her uh, tours and shows yeah. she had of 2019. Like, she went, yeah. she toured like crazy that year, last year. Yeah, I know. One thing, though, that I find kind of weird is that, uh, I mean, I don't know if they've, like, filmed her for this long, but a lot of the clips go back to, like, 2016, even. So I wonder, like, how long they have filmed this, and I wonder almost how how far back we're going to see her her story, you know? How, how long we're going to have to follow her. Yeah. But, I mean, it's going to be exciting to see. Uh, I'm definitely pumped to see it, and funnily enough, the video actually drops one day after my birthday, so I guess you can kind of see it as a late birthday present for me. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, be, we'll be staying tuned to, to the documentary. Yep. Right, so moving on, uh, Blackpink announced that they had... Uh, they're gonna postpone their online cur- concert to January thirty first because Cor- Korea, South Korea, has some new stricter COVID restrictions, and they'll they'll be live streaming their concert on YouTube, but it is pay per view, I believe. So yeah, uh, that'll be interesting. I'm not sure I'm gonna mm-hmm. watch it since it's pay per view, but uh, I be- but I mean Blackpink could really. Uh, have uh, run a good show because they're they're not just singers they're great dancers as well so it'll probably be a great show yeah all right well um i can, I can take the next one as well okay yeah sure go ahead uh, so ringo star ringo star announced that he's making a uh, that his zoom in ep is coming on march 19th I will have lots of lots of big uh, collabs like Paul McCartney and Dave Grohl among others. So that's interesting. I don't. I'm not sure if Ringo and Paul have collaborated on a song since the Beatles days. So this will be a very interesting EP. And Paul released mm-hmm. rock, so uh, like a new album I believe earlier this year as well. So it's really fun to see that the Beatles, uh, the remainder of the Beatles, are still active in the music industry. Yeah, this, uh, like, the EP is set to come out sometime in March, right? I believe yes. I read somewhere. Yeah. Um, I also read that Phineas is going to be helping to produce some of the songs on this album, which is, uh, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, Phineas is on a roll. He's been producing songs left and right this year. It's going to be exciting to, for you, for him to work with, you know, previous Beatle members uh, like Ringo. Uh, I mean, I think he's mentioned like several times that Beatles is one of Billy's and Phineas's like big inspirations. So for him to work with uh, with people that have been in the group, I mean, it's probably a dream come true for him. Definitely, I believe so. All right. So. All uh, right. You can take the next one. Yeah, alright, so uh, Dua Lipa has uh, been featured on an interview with Wired where she does, you know, the standard Google autocomplete search interviews like many people have done before. And, uh, well, uh, after seeing this video, um, I'm 
honestly astonished at how much um like misinformation there is about Dua Lipa. Like she's after thinking back to it, she's actually fairly unknown about like a lot of people don't know much about her, which that's really surprising to me. I mean, uh, a lot of people don't know that Dua Lipa is her actual name. <laughs> that's kind of funny to me. Yeah. Um, what do you think, Alvin? I, I thought it was funny that she liked anime as well. She I think she mm -hmm. uh, shout-outed Ponyo. And mm -hmm. yeah, uh, and uh, her, like, uh, the, uh, uh, she wasn't sure she had an accent and just a couple of minutes later she, <laughs> she just drops a bloody something. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, Dua Lipa liking anime, I feel like can kind of go back to the Hallucinate music video. That's kind of like anime art styled or like art style like the game Cuphead. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was a really fun interview. And we're yeah. not done with Dua Lipa yet because uh, back mm -hmm. uh, last Saturday, she uh, was the musical guest on SNL, Saturday Night Live, uh, along uh, mm -hmm. and during uh, Kristen Wiig was hosting and Dua Lipa performed uh, Levitating and Don't Start Now and I really liked mm -hmm. the uh, Levitating performance because she had this huge like cloud thing, cloud hat on her head, it was just a big fuzzball uh, like dangled, it was really funny and uh, Don't Start yeah. Now has a great choreography as well as some great dancing and Dua Lipa was also featured in a sketch as well which she, she killed so yeah mm. she she was a great she was great yeah all right so uh next piece of news is that for the sing two cast halsey pharrell chelsea peretti and leticia wright and bono are gonna join the cast so well that's exciting news uh i guess i actually haven't seen the original sing movie so uh, yeah i mean it's exciting i guess I have, uh what do you say i've seen the, right. i've seen the first one and it's quite all right it's a it's a fun mm -hmm. movie i believe robin mm -hmm. is quite fond of it uh, mm -hmm. and um, some of these names are quite exciting like chelsea peretti jones and i mm -hmm. uh uh, uh, binge uh, watched uh, the entirety of Brooklyn Nine Nine, which she was mainly a part of. So that'll be yes. interesting as well. And I and Bono from U Two, he's got and Halsey and Pharrell are got some. Mm. There they have some great voices. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of animal mm. they'll be playing because uh, all of the sing characters are different animals. So it'll be interesting what kind of animals they they'll be chosen to be. Yeah. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of like no names that are gonna be uh, that are gonna be featured in this movie. Like Matthew McConaughey is in is gonna be in it. Eric Andre, uh, Seth MacFarlane, you know, uh, the Family Guy voice actor and writer. Such, I mean, uh, it's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be pretty cool. You know, I might give it a watch actually. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Mm -hmm. And next piece of news is that Evermore, which we covered in our last episode, has already sold a million copies worldwide in the first week. Now, wow! Like I'm not. I'm. I, I have to say I'm not surprised. Honestly, Folklore was pretty much the pinnacle of uh, Taylor Swift's career. Honestly, um, to me, I feel like Taylor had a chance to. Uh, 
create an album in a way she has never done before and she took it and you can tell by the way this album is like laid up and created and how she sings the vocals are very strong on you know folklore and so they they so are they on evermore as well because uh, i mean to me i basically see uh, evermore as a continuation of folklore which taylor even says it is it's a sister album to folklore yeah. but i still feel like they they complement each other very well and i almost feel like i would almost say that evermore and folklore should have been one album but of course you can't have an album that large no, unless it was like one of those complete or greatest hits. I mean, exactly. someone might uh, uh, combine the albums. We'll see. Mm-hmm. And I think Evermore is a great example to see that you don't need tons of marketing uh, in order to get a successful album. You just need enough, like, like uh, it goes to show that surprise albums can make very well as well. You don't need months of uh, marketing and promoting in order to be su- to like succeed. Uh, mm. all you need is some f- faith or like yeah yeah it's awesome and uh, so next up do you want to cover this Jones uh yeah sure um so Billy Eilish has teased that the end of the uh, when we all follow Steve where do we go era is uh on its way um and she has said that after the documentary it's uh, it's confirmed that she's gonna drop a new album now we don't know that much about it yet we don't know name we don't know the cover art we don't know anything she has though confirmed that she has 60 new songs in the works so i'm gonna assume that i mean um, 60 that all the that all those 16 songs are gonna be on the album or you know Maybe it's 14 and like two are singles or whatever, but I believe that after, before or after the documentary airs, I believe we might get a single from the new album. Yeah. Like we did, like we did, uh, with, uh, when the party is over that, that eventually made it on to, uh, made it on to when we all fall asleep yes. and we got that pretty early on. Yeah. I, I really wonder how. Uh, when in the year this album will come out i doubt mm-hmm. it'll release already in january but maybe in the first half of the year maybe depends on the yeah progress. yeah i i have a feeling that it's gonna be like the same release schedule as when we all fall asleep like sometime in march or like at best april maybe at latest and she also uh confirmed in uh the instagram story which she also confirmed like uh, the new album that uh, she will uh, yeah. uh, dye her hair another color when this new era begins which will be interesting because yeah she's rocked her uh, black and green hair since like early 2019 so it'll be interesting to see what color comes next jones and yeah. i have kind of uh, we're kind of betting on it being purple or pink mm-hmm. yeah something among those lines uh i mean i'm gonna assume yeah I mean, uh, me personally, I'm gonna miss the green hair. The green hair looked super amazing on her. But, yeah. Yeah. We're all gonna have to move on somehow. (laughs) Alright, so, next piece of news. uh, Would you like to take it, Malvin? No, you can can take it. Alright. So, The Weeknd has confirmed in an interview that uh, he is working on new music. 
uh, and he's set to release them uh, before the After Hours tour kicks off. Um, so I'm definitely thinking that we're going to see new music from him next year. Um, not surprised. Um, I think uh, I also that we also can round this back to SZA because I believe SZA tweeted somewhere on Twitter that, um, or she responded to a fan that is that her and The Weeknd are working on a collaboration. So I don't know. I'm not saying anything, but maybe one of those songs could be a SZA collab, which I mean sounds pretty exciting to me because, like we said, I mean SZA is. Um, She's getting big in the R&B scene, I would say. Yes, I and I think a collab with The Weeknd, which I would say is one of the biggest R&B artists. Uh, uh, I mean, it's going to be exciting for her. Yeah, I've loved, I've been loving since ever since her uh, All The Stars song, uh, along with Kendrick Lamar, that was released on the Black Panther movie soundtrack. She mm. had some amazing... Her vocals on that one are amazing, so... Yeah, this will be definitely an exciting collaboration. Yeah, right, definitely. So, so next up is another uh, or, uh, streaming service documentary, which is Peter Jackson, the director of The Lord of the, the Rings and The Hobbit movies, is making a Beatles documentary about their later years. Uh, I believe like around their last album uh, called... Uh, and the album, uh, I mean the documentary will be called Get Back, like one of their songs. And it's supposed to be re released around August 27th next year. It will be a, a Disney Plus exclusive. So I've seen the sneak peek and it looks like plenty of fun. It'll be like a documentary of the making of the album. And you'll have the Beatles like jamming, ha jamming in their studio and just messing around. And it looks really re like it's going to be a blast. Yeah, I agree. Alright, so uh, next up... Uh, uh, is uh, Johnson and I have been talking about this guy a bit, uh, R. Kelly, uh, there, <laughs> he was arrested, like, was it last year or earlier this year? Um, I bel I mean, mm, that's hard for me to recall, but uh, it feels like it was last year, I believe it was last year, yeah. Yeah, and he's he has finally, uh, they've scheduled his federal trial for next September, but it may they, they said that it might uh, change depending on the situation of the pandemic. So mm -hmm. that'll be fun. Uh, great that Arkell is finally getting what he deserves. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. I I I never thought that the guy that I so adored, like his his song, I believe I could fly. I never thought that he would, you know do the things that he did definitely not you know back in <laughs> yeah. sixth grade we had to analyze i believe i can fly on english in english class like our teacher was like An please analyze the i believe i can fly song so that's <laughs> that's quite funny yeah all right just you can take the last please all right sure so rihanna uh is apparently making a cookbook about the about a caribbean cuisine so, uh, well, my thoughts on this is that um, she is really doing everything in her power to not release music. She's literally doing everything except releasing music. Yeah, I think uh, uh, since she grew up in Barbados, so I believe it'll be a lot of uh, dishes she, she's grown up with back in the Caribbean Isles. So 
It'll be interesting. I don't know if I'll get it, but it will probably be a good book. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to cooking a dish called Disturbia or um, Don't Stop the Music. So, I'm yeah, awesome. I mean, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So all right. Well, um, um, that's pretty much all we had for this, uh, this week's uh, music episode. Um, stay tuned because next week on uh, New Year's Eve, uh, in order to commemorate this uh, train wreck of a year, 2020, <laughs> we're going to uh, have like a rewind where we'll talk about our favorite songs and albums of the year and also take a look at some uh, other people's top lists like Barack Obama's favorite songs. So stay tuned for uh, next week for our uh, new year special but until then y'all we've been, we've been uh, alvin and jones and we'll bye bye see you next time yep bye bye happy new year yes